another, another week, week with, you, with, you, with your host, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a schuss to be here another week. We look forward to taking your questions and your comments. The number to ask your question to call up with your comment is 718-683-5858. Looking forward to taking your questions and your comments. We always have three little requests. First request is to realize that this is a family program, which means we have children from the ages of about eight and up listening, so please make sure that it's family appropriate. Second request is that we understand that once you ask your question, it is on, and we will believe that they're not be able to remove them. And the third request is to recognize that this is an awareness-based program, and sometimes people call how-to questions, like what's the solution to this problem, and that takes more time. So along those lines, we don't take questions under the age of eight, because generally they are how-to. And... That takes a little bit more than the awareness. So, again, we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. And the number to call up is, again, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we look forward, again, to taking your questions and your comments. Harav Nissen, who do we have on? Okay. Uh, we have, I will start with uh, Mrs. S. Mrs. S. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hi. Um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for your hotline and your shows. Um, it's a real big honor for me to talk to you. I listen to your show a very long time, and um, I always get a lot of chizuk. And, um, and um, I'm very, um, um, I want to ask a question. Um, Sure. First of all, you're welcome for the comments and the concepts. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So um, the question is not, um, I'm asking for a different person. Um, that person is not ready to call up. So I'm trying to help that person. And um, so it's not about me. Um, so maybe it might not be as clear or the way you'd like it, but that was the best that, for now that I can do. So let's take what we got. Yes. Um, Okay, so um, I have a close person to me that is in a situation where one of her parents are were diagnosed with depression by a psychiatrist, yeah. uh-huh. and they have to take medication. Yeah. And the parent is not cooperative, um, and the close person to me is sort of like the one that helps out a lot and does a lot, and she's the one um, sort of in control, helping out. That person. Now, yeah. I, I, the person talks to me a lot, so I know a little bit of the situation, and I know what your answer is going to be. But I want the person to hear sort of what you say. She's she's extremely overwhelmed because everything falls on her shoulder, and that parent is very um, not needy. functioning. What? That parent is needy. Um. Yeah. Also, but. Um, yeah, she's very extremely helpless, and everything falls on her shoulders. So automatically, she's very stressed out by it. So my question, my question number one is, what she can do for the situation for herself to improve it? Because at this point, the parent is not going to take the medication. What what is in her, what's her capabilities of improving the situation? And okay, um, that's question okay. number one. Good. Let's hear the second yeah. one. Okay, and the second question is, 
she wants to know if, like, the pan calls her up a lot and, 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 oh, no, sorry, I got confused. No, she wants to know if there's a different kind of alternative to, um, to heal the depression, like vitamins and yoga and that kind of stuff. If she okay. was diagnosed to take medication. Okay. So, again, I just want to realize that many of these questions are very difficult because we don't know the level and what's happening. So let's try your second question first. And the second question is, is the alternatives to medication? And to that, first of all, let's be aware that the medical system works. Just sharing with you the legal concept that when someone... Let's say, for an example, a doctor is someone that believes in natural stuff as well. But if they see someone's got a strep, legally they must prescribe a medication, a prescription, and as well as they could also tell them what to take the natural stuff. And if the person takes the, if the person, let's say, will fill the prescription is a separate issue. So let's first start with that second part. If someone is suffering from depression, uh-huh. and now. Wait, before that, let's say they're not diagnosed. Are there other stuff that you can take? So I'm a believer in natural stuff. Sure, go ahead. Take some natural stuff. Try it. Why not? However, if someone is diagnosed with depression, there are sometimes very, there are three levels in depression. There's the mild, moderate, and severe. So if someone could have mild levels, and there's something called depression and dysthymia at different levels, I still would recommend the person, not necessarily do you always need to take medication, even a psychiatrist that might prescribe it will tell you, do therapy more, medication can help, but therapy can help, maybe take a vacation, maybe do some exercise, there's a lot that they can recommend. So let's just understand that there are certain times that even if the doctor will prescribe, the doctor will tell you what they recommend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, your situation, your friend's situation, based on what you describe, is a lot worse. It means this lady's not functioning. This mother isn't functioning, and she needs her older daughter to do things for her. That's not mild depression where they're functioning, they're doing everything, but they feel sad or they're not feeling a will in life or they're feeling there's, no, there's really no future. But on the outside, everything is going well. They're not functioning. Not only are they not functioning, they are getting their daughter that's healthy to a level where they're getting overwhelmed and not functioning. That doesn't sound like mild that sounds like, that doesn't even sound like moderate, medium level. That sounds pretty strong. And it's this level the person needs to take medication. Now, here we got a second issue that I hear. That's going to go to the first question he asked. What is the daughter's role with the mother when she's not doing that? And that is as follows. The second, the, the first question is that sometimes people like having a diagnosis of, oh, I am depressed. But unfortunately, sometimes they can have two or three diagnoses. means there could be depression, there could be a personality disorder, there can be anxiety along with it, there can be so many different diagnoses. 
Now, what I hear happening over here is that this is a mother that's not accepting her diagnosis, and she's comfortable or she's able to not accept her diagnosis because there is a daughter that is enabling her, Me, which means imagine this daughter would not be helping her with food, would not be speaking to her to deal with all her emotional issues. What would happen to that mother? Uh, she'd fall apart, and I guess she'd be more desperate to get things Yeah, moving. what happens if she falls apart? Now, there's no supper to her husband. The house is a mess. The married kids don't want to come to her for Shabbat and Fiyam Taivim. What do you mean? You, you, you're, you're not well. Uh, I guess she's going to start realizing that something is really off. Yeah, and what would happen if the kids tell her, Ma, we can speak to you for five, ten minutes a day. We could come and visit you five minutes. We could even bring you lunch, but whatever we do, or some days we can't come. We can call the Bekechelem to drop you off Shabbos food, sure. No, she's going to be really devastated, yeah. Right, sure, but that's, yeah. Now, the mother will be devastated. Of course she'll be devastated, but then what will happen? Um, I guess... She's going to be able to start getting her own help um, to realize Why? that... Hold on, clarify. Why would she be going for her own help? Um, because if she's not going to have the assistance and everyone helping out and protecting her and trying to, you know, keep the situation somewhat under control, then she's going to, she's going to feel like everything is falling apart and then that's her last resort. Well, hold on. Um, and still no one's going to be there. Which means, I want to understand, when she falls apart, what's going to happen? She's going to be left alone without, without help, without... Um, That's right. What without happens if all of a sudden her laundry won't get done? What happens if people aren't going to be bringing now the lunches and the suppers every day? Oh, I could make you supper just a Monday night. No, I can't switch to a Wednesday or Thursday. No, I'm not making you the whole shop. No, I can't speak to you at 6 o'clock or 4 o'clock when my kids come home. From 4 to 10 at night, I'm not available. I could speak to you an hour in the morning. That will be my mitzvah. But sorry, at night I can't talk to you. I need to have the time and the energy for my kids and for my husband. I could give you a message, a text, those are texts. Hi, yeah, Mom, but thinking of you. What, right, what would happen out to this mother? She's going to start seeing that nobody's wanting to cooperate with her, um, with her issues, I guess. That's right, and you know what happens? Even the husband's going to start being in other places. Like, he'll be homeless. She's going to be calling up. No one's calling to me. Oh, my, sorry. You're sounding so ill now. Like, you're really sounding so weak. I feel so bad for you, but this sounds like depression. This needs a professional. I could speak to you about the grandchildren. I could speak to you about my day, but no negative. Oh, but you don't care about me. You're so negative and all that. That's where, usually, where we call these children where they need guidance and they need help. So let's understand that by this daughter helping her mother, I don't want to say because we're now before Rosh Hashanah, but I don't know if she'll get tzchar for any of that. There might even be chas Hashanah punishment. Because she so might can be you keeping say, her can mother you say sick. What the, what the daughter should do to... Sure, what find a therapist. We always say get a therapist that deals with all the guilt and all the fear and everything else. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that this daughter is trapped? She is controlled by someone that's ill, Nebuch. 
Let me ask you a simple muscle. Let's say Hatzola gets called that someone's having a heart attack, and the Hatzola says, Oyve, all the vitals are terrible. We've got to rush this person out to an emergency room. And Hatzolah, let's say you're the Hatzolah member. The person says, no, 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 do anything. You help me, just no Hatzolah, no emergency room. And the Hatzolah member gives in. And then the person has a heart attack and is nifter or serious. And no, 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 the kids, and they want to grab, rush the person to the emergency room. And the kids are saying, no, 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 my parent really not, doesn't want to go. What would you say? Who's right? Who's the real Rachamim? And who is the right Seah? Who is the Achzer? Yeah, and the kids. What about the kids? Explain it to me. Is the Hatzala member that, 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 that they wrong bad they're, person because they want to take the they're, It's not for the good for the parents that they're, that they're not letting them get the right help. That's right. So with the Hatzala member gets the person to the hospital and they're able to save the person's life, who is the Rachamim? Hmm, Hatzala member. That's right. And what would you say to those, to those people, to the family members, that they're doing what the parent wants? That, that they should go for therapy and they should, and, and not to help enable to continue on this, um, in this whole messy situation and yes, get Richard, out of Can it. you help out over here, please? You're talking to me? No, no, that's Yes, <coughs> I would say that first of all, we know that Chosech Shivto Sonebno. If somebody is, sometimes we have to do, and when you go, for example, a person that comes to hospital in the middle of the, I would say, operation, and see people cutting with a knife, and they're all doing this, they will feel, so what the crazy people? But this is a process that needs to be done, and they save lives. And I think that... Uh, you must, uh, as as a as a child, I must to gain stand up first of all them for themselves. And I'm sure this daughter suffer a lot, a lot. Is meaning that I know if she married or not married, it can take her uh, all the years until to un- and to understand what's going, on, what kind of process she is, and what the mother is basically uh, maneuver her and uh, you know making the system around herself. And as Ray Moder has said, talk only positive, only positive. And if she she start crying, and she said, "Oh, how bad is it?" You know, look, look, mom, you have a voice, you have a phone call, you you have, you have end to all the end the end sets. You know, you can see, you can look what around it. You know, and just give some positive stuff to the conversation ignore what uh, and continue to to work about it it's not simple i I really feel sorry for the daughter and we uh, and in the last few years as you know and as people air this show how many people as their you know awareness about personality you know disorder and all this stuff that parents or children basically playing games with other people's life. And this is why we have this program. Yes. Just to give awareness about, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much for um, your... Um, for that. The, um, uh, another regard to this. So, 
she's We'll just have to visible. go right because we've got a lot of people on the line still waiting to ask the question. For those that are listening that are holding on, please continue to hold, and we're going to get to your question. So thank you for okay. those holding. So, yes. Okay, let me, um, mm -hmm. can I continue? Yes, but let's, we'll make okay. it quick now. So, okay, so the, she's, um, to my second question, if, okay, you said about the, that she, she can't, um, that that's the only situation. She went to a, she went to some kind of, um, rabbi and he said that she shouldn't take the medication. And I, which somebody that she believes in, that, and, Good. Baruch Hashem, yeah, she but, has he her said, but he said now that she let shouldn't take her what she and should she's do. Not, right now, she's like that Hashem is going to help her. Sure. Excellent. So let this mother call the Rav every day instead of calling her daughter. Sure. <laughs> and let this mother call the Rebetzin. Sure. And let this Rebetzin cook for the mother the breakfast and the lunches and the Shabbosim. And let this Rebetzin now go ahead and get, make her grocery orders as the daughter does. Wonderful. It is so good that she has a Rav. Yeah. What's but the problem? Can you, like, can you, like, so. what, is, wait, what is the you, problem? What's the problem? Because she's not doing that. Because, ah, wait, 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 hold on. Why is she not calling that Rav or that Rebetzin? Because it's like a very um, no. It's more because like a formal... the daughter is picking up the phone and letting her speak to her the negative stuff. Imagine the daughter yeah. says, "Oh, I speak positive." And she wasn't even the one going. Told you yeah. not to take the medicine. No problem. And you don't know exactly what the conversation with the rabbi. That's and the next thing I want to say. We're going to defend the rabbi in a minute. I know with a very clear example. I had a client that had severe, severe OCD and wanted to start dating. And I said, I want you to know, you can do all you want, but you can't function. You're not functioning as a bacher. You can't function getting engaged. You can't function being married. So sure enough, he calls, comes the next week to the, ther to the session and says, I spoke to this and this rub, and the rub said I could date, and I don't even have to say that I have OCD. And I said, can I speak to the rub? Absolutely not. So, okay, next question. How do you present the case to the rub? I told the rub I have some doubts. Someone might call it OCD, but I don't think it's OCD. Can I date? So when I told the <laughs> yeah, person, well, I'm like telling that. the Rav, you have severe OCD, what do you think the Rav will just say? And the person told me, well, bound on the laws of confidentiality, I don't allow you to speak to the Rav. I said, no problem. I will not be your therapist if you continue. Words, I'm doing one thing, you're doing another. And the person said, well, not only you don't want to be my therapist, like instead of saying, instead of you're quitting, I'm firing you. I don't want to go to you if you don't listen to my Rav. I said, I don't want to listen to your Rav. You, you didn't share the information. So he said, in that case, I'm not coming back to you because you're not working with my Rav. And I said, no problem. If you feel better saying you fired me, no problem. Feel comfortable. That's okay. So let me tell you something. The point that the daughter is where she needs her therapy weekly is when the mother is going to try different systems. Remember, depression is someone that just says, I'm down. But if the doctor says take something, they take it. Fighting with a doctor, challenging a doctor, manipulating Rabbanim, that is a different diagnosis as well. So this mother, just the way we're describing, or this adult, has probably two, if not more, diagnoses. 
So now what would happen if the mother has the rub that says she shouldn't take medication, but the daughter doesn't have to pick up the slack? The daughter just says, Ma, all I talk about is positive. Ma, I love you so much. For a mitzvah, I can make you supper once a week, and I'll give you whatever we're making, whatever I'm making at home. And I'm not even going to drop it off by you on sitting there for hours. I'm going to send it with a car service. Because many times when, when children of parents that have such an illness that try manipulating, when you bring over the food, now you're stuck there for two hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said very well. I mean, I mean, I agree with whatever you say. I always I listen, and I, 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 I knew what you were going to answer, but I... I wanted a person to hear, and um, that's right. We've got, really appreciate got several messages saying this is the beginners in codependence. That's right. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Okay, thank you for okay, being a good really friend. Okay, I really appreciate and it, I appreciate and um, the it's going to and help we're now a lot. before Rosh Hashanah and I daven with Siata Deshmaya that these programs and the schar that we have, that we're being able to create an awareness that what's the real refuah to a person, and that's for the children, and that's changing and healing generations by not playing the codependent role. Amen. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for all your time, okay? Good night. Sure, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll go to uh, Mrs. F. Mrs. F, hi, you're on with Mordechai on a radio called Barama. Jerut Radio. Oh, how did I? I'm sorry, on Jerut Radio. I'm texting over here. Um, you all over. <laughs> I am all over. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We all over also, you know, all over the world. Yes, Baruch Hashem. Oh, it is such a schuss to be able to do this. So you're on jrootradio.com together with Mordechai and Arav Nissen. And for those that would like to call up and ask the question, it's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Hello, Mrs. F. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. I have a positive message first, a very big one. Um, I recently got to know um, Rabbi Weinberger and his whole hotline, um, and I only got to know a little bit of his hotline when a major awareness came into my house, and it really helped him to Hanukkah and I all exactly. Um, so I listened to the lesson about the 16 natures of mankind and how every person is zombished out of like different um, proportions of natures. Um, yeah, so it came into you. the it, it came into the house in the right time when we were. Um, discussing our two kids, six years and three years, and they were so different. And, of course, like, inevitably, they were compared. I mean, not to mention, but were young parents. And the older one had a nature that's a little more, like, difficult, and everything came with such rare chitin, and the younger one was so easy. Um, so, basically, I, I, was, I came to the point that I told my husband he has to call up the Rebbe and, like, really ask why is he, isn't he making friends and showing emotions and all these things, and he's so on his own and so fat and, like, very, um, everything has to make sense to him and very uneasy. And all of a sudden, like, the next day, we heard about this shear, and uh, I, basically we got to know that every child is placed into a different category and, and with rights. Like, he, he's not supposed to be like his younger brother just because I wanted to, and we, we placed him in the 16, like, somewhere in the 16 ages, and we got to know his brightness. He was logical. He was doing very well one-on-one arts and crafts with his hands. And his younger brother, yes, guess what? He's very emotional and, and attached to people. It was very interesting that the tide really turned, and he was not a problem anymore. We realized his strength, and 
not only that, but in my own world, we um, it really helped me make a life decision. I was offered a job somewhere and it was more like an executive job and I have to like take charge of things. Um, and then we realized that it's not for my nature, not because I, I didn't have to let go of my self-esteem at all. I know I'm very deep thinker. I'm going to take pressure into bed and out of bed and all over. And it's not for me, so we just uh, let go. We know this job is for a person with a different nature. Um, so I share this concept with a lot of people, and I always like saying by default, like people think the way they think. I, I look at my colleagues, and people are so powerful, and how come she could do that and I cannot? It's just because by default she is doing things the way she does and thinking the way she does. Um, so it really brought in a major enlightenment in my life. Wow, thank you. That is such a schuss. I thank Hashem when I can do a program and hear months and years later that it's still having an effect. Thank you so, so much for that. I did want to ask a little question. I mentioned that I was a deep thinker. I also find myself having a lot of fantasies. Um, since I was young, I liked like, going into bed, so now is my time to fantasize. I sometimes make discussions for myself and others, like I say what she will say, and then, of course, I answer. So I basically make the whole discussion um, how it will go. And then, of course, sometimes uh, I, the next day when it happens, of course, it goes on different tracks, and I, I have to remember, hey, it was only fantasy. But sometimes I make conclusions for things, like, okay, so we bought the lottery ticket, so we won, so we bought, so we did. So it's not really a problem, I think. I can get back to myself very fast, but I, I want to know if it's, it's substantial or <laughs> something... Um, well, first understand that it's you, the, what you're describing is that you're more that ruach nature, like the person that's the imagination. So just for you to know, I don't know if you know or not, but listening to the 16 natures, and then eventually I had, I think, 18 natures, but I recently wrote the book, which is called Mastering Relationships, that I've sort of taken all those natures and divided them into four categories, the Eishmaim, Ruach, and Ofar. So it makes it that clear. So I'm going to say it, it just makes it easier to get them into four natures. So if we consider the Ruach, the imagination person, it makes sense that when you have an idea, you start dreaming it, you start feeling it as if it's there, and the balance to the Ruach, which is the dreamer, is the offer, is the ground. And that is the balance how Hashem created us to learn to harness the strength within us, the balance. So the balance part or the earth part would be, I could have all the ideas in the world, but I've got to make money today, so I've got to wake up tomorrow morning early and make the money, and then we could dream, but not during work hours. So it's about the balance. So it's okay what you have, but it's got to be balanced. Okay. Just along the line, since you're saying listening to the program, on jradio.com, I've done a little three-and-a-half-minute video clip called The Emotional Bank Account Theory, and you could see it and watch it on their on the website. So it's jrootradio.com. And, and we all, have their beautiful, beautiful I think, video. I think also on the Facebook and also the WhatsApp groups. It really rich, rich thousand people because we cannot, in WhatsApp, you cannot see how many people. That's right. And this was done from jrootradio.com. So you can see that video for everyone listening where it's the concept of emotional bank account. That's every positive thought you have is built like a dollar and then two dollars, like a, even ten dollars a bigger one, and that was the same for the negative. It creates negative thoughts, and then we give into three little, we share three little tips how to have it, how you can develop that and build your emotional bank account theory. So again, that's right on the website of jradio.com. Great, thank you, Mrs. F. Really appreciate that. 
Thank you. Sure. Okay, so thank you. And we'll continue with uh, Mr. M. Mr. M. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen, as well as a number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Yeah, so Mr. M. Hi. Hi. Hello. I want to ask one question. Sorry for my English. I'm a Yiddish speaker, but I try my best. Excellent. We appreciate you being brave to do that. Great. Yes, and thank you for all your programs and the program on your helpline. I appreciate it. And if you can possibly to your book from Ashmaichi Hofer to make it in Yiddish, if it's possible. Merit Hashem, one day it is definitely on the maps. I'm waiting for that. So thank my you. question. My question is, I'm I'm a Hashem, and my I have a friend who has have like three or four um, sisters before him, and yes. I'm I'm a very close friend. After I was a husband, he, saw, he got so jealous, and he started to say to me, "You're going out to get married, and I'm gonna be here in Yeshiva, and and." It's so sad. I want to know how to handle that, how to ask, um, answer him from this question. So how about let's do the role play. I'll be you, I'll be the Husen, and you be that boy. But if I'm this um, place, I was um, not talking from that. I want you to speak like him, and I'll be speaking like you. Okay. Go ahead. It's called a role play. You act like him. Okay, I have um, three sisters, and it's, and I'm gonna be here in yeshiva like two, three years. And you're going to marry, having children. Yep, I really hear that's very painful. So, what would you like? Are you saying Chasram I shouldn't be a chusun? What, what do you mean to say? To ask him back. You're him. I'm you. You're him. Go ahead. What would he? What would you answer? No, not. Um, I say it's just the fact. It's oh, so you want to share your emotion? Excellent. And let me tell you, out. I feel so bad for you. You are right, right, Hashem. I'm going to be moving on, and it looks right now the way you're going to be stuck for a couple of years. And same with Bunim. That's there's same something called same. empathy. Empathy means you feel mit the person, mit feel and mit amensh. And this get get doing better. Um, no, I didn't say I'll make him better. No, it's part of it. You you just asked therapy. I can't share with you a therapy that will work. We don't know what's going on. You just wanted a role play. How do you answer back? What do you do when someone is doing that? And that was the answer. The answer is you give empathy. And this make them feeling better? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But I want to answer him something about he's going to feel better. Is your name Hashem? No. You sure? 
only Hashem knows how to make someone feel better. I consider myself a pretty experienced therapist. I don't know how to make people feel better. I can try. I can suggest. We can try different ideas, and I hope for Siyat HaDashmaya that Hashem will allow it to work. I, don't, I never go into assume I know what's going to work or if this will work. My job is to do the best that I can based on my knowledge. You want to make him feel better. That only Hashem has that koyach. But you have statistics what usually feel better or not. When you sure. People. And statistics mean sometimes it works and there's always a percentage that doesn't work. And what happens if he's going to be for that percentage that that numbers don't work? Then what? Um, no, I don't go in with assumption that I will know exactly what's going to work. I don't do that. It's, I'll try my best. So the best is give someone sympathy. It really feels bad. It must feel hard. I could imagine if I was in your place, how I'd feel. Yes, and another question. It's more like a Yiddishkeit question, but maybe you know the answer. What's the difference between self-esteem and GABA? The general version that the Sfurim that I've read is as follows. Gaiva is saying, I am everything and you're nothing. Me and my power is what made it. And that's why Hashem, the Sfarim say, is so angry at a Balgaiva because they're not acknowledging that it's from Hashem. A self-esteem, the Mesil Sisharim says, is, I have Kayach, I have talents, and all my talents and Kayach came from Hashem, and I have an Eschaivas to use it. Do you hear a difference? Yeah, this is with the men and this is without. That, that's right. One is saying everything is from Hashem, and I have a mitzvah to develop my talents that Hashem gave me. And the other one is saying, Chas what Hashem? This is all me. And that's Gaiva, and that's why it says Hashem can't be with about Gaiva, because everything is them. And as the Sfarim say more, it's not Hashem can't stand it. This person is like throwing out Hashem. So self-esteem, you have a healthy self-esteem. You feel you're talented. You feel you're successful. That is Yiddishkeit. That is, that is what Hashem wants. In fact, Masil Tisharm says more. The worst thing is for someone to have talents. Not the worst. Just saying from the different levels of Madrigas is for someone to say, I have talents, or a person has talents, and say, no, I'm worthless. Says, you're saying Hashem gave you talents, and now you're throwing away that koyach? So some people think Anova saying I am worthless or I have nothing, and according to Monsieur Sisharm, it's actually terrible. Hashem is very upset at someone that walks around saying, I'm nothing. Hashem gives you talent, Hashem's keeping you alive, keeping us alive, and we're saying we're worthless? That would be terrible. Imagine I work a year on someone in therapy, the guy is great, he's successful, everything is great, and he says, oh, Miss, you know, Mordechai Weimarger couldn't do anything for me. It's terrible. I, I can't imagine anything more more frustrating than that. Yeah. All right, so my friend. You are yes, very welcome. I want to can to make a, also a Yiddish radio show like once in a month. So we have in Yiddish questions and answers, not where people call up yeah, to ask, but we have a weekly questions and answers. Is better. 
Ah, okay. Okay, so we think about it. The idea. Exactly. Maybe, about this, it. maybe we'll do on Jeru the Yiddish program. We thought about it. Yeah. And I want to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anav Mikola Adam. But Thank he, you. Please he explain knew, that. He knew it was so humble from all the human being around the world. But he knew exactly where is the position. And when Korach came to him, he didn't say, you know, Korach, take my position, I am nothing, I'm worth nothing. He stood up. He knew his power. And the Kadosh Baruch Hu stand behind him. But he knew where he's coming from and how to, how to operate with it. Many times we're thinking that we are Navim and we're thinking the Shem Shamaim. But generally, we're just doing exactly for our benefit and Gaiva. And this is yeah. something that to take in consideration, especially before Rosh Hashanah. Ah, so important, so, so, so important to feel this inner strength and to believe in ourselves and to say Hashem is believing in us. Baruch Hashem. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. You. And again, sharing with everyone the number to call up to ask your question or your comment is 718 683 and for those that are interested to see about a three-and-a-half-minute video clip on how to build self-esteem in yourself and in others, which is emotional bank account theory, you can go on jrootradio.com, and there they have the video, and you can watch it there. Okay, great. And uh, I would say a good Giben <laughs> Yeah, a good Giben yes. Okay. Excellent. Who do we have next? Okay, we have uh, Mr. M, uh, Mr. D. Mr. D. Mr. Hi, D. With, with the parents, with the parents, uh, with the parents' permission. Yes. Excellent, Mr. D. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I have a hard time sleeping. Okay. Is that the main problem? The main problem is when I go into bed by night, I get very nervous and I won't be able to fall asleep. Uh huh. That makes sense, especially if you have a hard time falling asleep. So we call that fear of the fear, right? Yeah. So I wonder if you can try something. I'm gonna, I'll, tell, I'll give you an exercise. You're going to write it. You're going to do that. We'll put you on hold, and then we're going to go right back to you. Okay? Are you ready to do an exercise? Yeah. I want you to now start writing down a lot of the all or some of the pressures that you have that happened during the day or that you're worried about. So it could be, maybe I didn't learn that well. Maybe I have a brother that's not doing so well in school or a sister that's that or a grandparent that's that or maybe his friends don't like me so much or I don't think I'm so smart. All that stuff. And maybe I got tomorrow, I have to get up early and I can't get up early because I can't sleep at night. Just write down all the worries that you have. Then I want you to write three little good stuff that happened to you today. And then we'll get back to you. In other words, I want you to write that because I want you to realize that sometimes when people have a hard time falling asleep, it's because of their worry or concerns that's still in their head. If we can teach you to empty the, let's say, the worry of the mind, then when you go into bed, you can just fall asleep. Okay? I'll have to read, I'll have to, I'll have to read aloud. No, that's going to be private. I'm just going to ask you to tell me how many they have, and you can do it with your parents, because your parents gave you permission. Write it with them. Okay. Okay, you think you can do that? Yeah. 
Good. So we'll just put you on hold. Make the list. Remember, you write about seven or eight negative things that's on your mind. Could even be 15. You don't have to what? write the whole thing because you're not going to read it. So you could just, let's say, school tests, school chavrusas. School may be a rebbe or a teacher that's too strict. Um, a friend of mine is going through a difficult time. Whatever it should be. And then remember, you want to also have three positives because we don't want to have negatives only. Like, so today I spoke to a friend. Today I laughed about this. Today something went well. Okay? Okay. And then we're going we're gonna to take another question. Then we're going to get back to you. And I want you to tell me, I want you to pay attention if your mind's going to feel lighter once you did that. Okay. Okay, great. So we're putting you on hold, Rav Nissen. Let's put this. Let Let's put Mr. D on hold, and we're going to get back to him. Okay. Who is next? We'll go to Mrs. F. Mrs. F. You're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, I do. You hear me? Yes, certainly. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for everything that you do. It's amazing. Every time I hear your thing, I don't know how you have the time in your day. Maybe you have more than 24 hours, but it's amazing. It's unreal, and I'm really enjoying it. Thank talking. you. Thank you so much. Um, I, it's not a relationship question. I just want to ask you an uh, opinion more. Um, yes, go ahead. Now before Young said, um, I know uh, like anyone with kids or anyone is just shopping. There's a lot of shopping going on. Yeah. And a lot of money being spent. Somehow, yes. I feel like I'm only, like, not the only one. I'm the only one, like, not watching, but seeing that, you know, the prices should make sense. And when I go into any other stores, it looks like the entire world just goes and shops and doesn't think. Or even if I do say something, I almost feel weird saying, wow, it's so much. Almost like, you know, like everyone is just... and. It just doesn't make sense to me that the entire... I know it's just it's really not the way it seems, or maybe it is the way it seems, that, you know, I don't have a hard time spending money. I'm just saying, is it normal to think that everyone, you know, has could just go in and buy whatever they see, or is it just what I'm seeing, my perspective? So let me rephrase your question differently. Hashem has created different natures. There are natures that regardless how much money they have, they are going to watch their money, which means they're going to compare prices. They're going to want to get a good deal, for a good value from their money, regardless of how wealthy they are. And then there are people that will just spend in certain areas, food, clothing, trips, even if they don't have where to spend. So just as an example, I spoke to two people. They go to a certain rav. They hold of the rav. And the, both of them speak, about, speak a hold of the same rav. And one tells me he's flying down to this rav for Rosh Hashanah, and the other one told me he's not. And both of them, one told me, my rav told me you come there to stroll. The other person, the rav, said, you don't make chayvahs. If you can do it, you do it. If you're going to make chayvahs, you're going to go in debt, don't come. Now, why would this Rav tell one person yes or one person no? And part of it that I would assume is that the Rav knows the one that's about Chavis is worried about that, watches the money, doesn't know where they're going to get it from, and will get overwhelmed. The other person is a certain largeness about money. I'll owe money here, I'll turn it from here to there. I'm not going into if it's right or wrong. There are natures. Can you recognize that it might be your nature 
and has nothing to do with who's got more money or not. But your nature is to get a good value, to be money conscientious. So that, I, I know I was always like that. It's not so much that. It's more like I feel almost silly, like, I don't know, to one friend is going to Israel, the next one, like, what? Oh, bought a house, like, what's the big deal? Almost like to me, it's like, wow, you bought a house, that's, that's a lot of money, that's, that's big. Or you're going to Israel, that would be like a whole year planning, not like overnight. Like, to me, it's more like it's a value. Not, I'm not talking of jealousy, or maybe I just, I'm missing something that maybe, okay, it's not such a big deal. I'm talking about when we're talking about big chunks of money, not clothing or food or one step, I first wanted to create that awareness. Now let's go to the second one. When you share that people are spending huge chunks of money, Harab Nissen, I'm going to use your, I can use your help over here, and this is because I, I think you can be more direct than I will be. Unfortunately, someone has showed me um, certain statistics of, like, different areas in the United States that is most in debt in credit card. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say, but where the front people are, we're like number, I don't want to pick any specific areas, but let's just say in the United States, the two areas where there are mostly from people, there are probably three or four areas that have from areas, from the lowest places or the places in the United States that are most in debt, us from people are in there. And how do they recognize that? By credit card. How many people have the longest average standing of credit card debt? To us, it might seem like nothing, but in a, one of those areas was an average of $7,500 that people have in that area of credit card debt. So I want you to understand that just because they're spending so much, there's a lot of debt. Now, I know I was thinking to those people, like $7,500 is not major debt. Making a chasna kanai when a guy's got one or two kids and they make that one wedding, or when those kids go to college, they start saving for college. Kanai Nahara, we have who thinks of having a college you know, or, or a savings account for each of our kids, most of the from world. But I still want you to realize that I wonder how many people are living in chayvis, that it's part of life. And going so to the mosque like, is uh-huh. part of life. So what's like a healthy perspective when I hear it? Like, like when I, and to me it's like mind-boggling. It almost doesn't make sense to add up. You just got mad, like weird, you know? And like, the answer is if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. I would so say it's that, a normal thing. I would have said that to, in Israel we have the impression betashlumim. Even he has wrote a song about it. In the tashlumim, you know, it's in That's a payment. It's installments, payments. Payment, you yeah. know. And everybody is living with overdraft and like not seven, much more than seven and a half thousand dollars. But uh, exactly. I would say that, first of all, I would say that look at, around us and I said every time every Chag every Shabbat when you see the families so by reaching you know, and we know we see that the Pasuk that the, the sentence that Kadosh Baruch promised us the money for Shabbat for the Chagim it doesn't count and you see the Avrechim of Koled barely has a penny in the pocket and they celebrate and they're buying a present to the wife and to the children and Bli'a Inara, Baruch Hashem, you know, it's, it's, it's a miracle by itself. 
And I said, here, here, I, I don't look, you know, I, I would look about different if, if Mordechai wanted to talk about direct. I would look differently that people go, for example, to Pesach for all the week with all the family to the, to make a seder in, in uh, the cruise for 20, 30,000. I had even 100,000 dollars. Last Pesach was spending outside from the, about 300 million dollars. And I said, you know, wow. This money could be used to the other places. Recently, we had the the richest, uh, the the most ex- expensive wedding. I don't know if you heard about it. Twenty-five million dollars wedding for six hundred invitation. Yes, you heard it. It's four hundred. I, I saw the picture. I saw some pictures of it's, it. It's a four hundred thousand dollar for a person. Yeah. It's crazy. I heard that they had the chuppah. They it? put it on top of the water with the sand. Like yes. They, it was a glass. I, I just saw a picture, but I wasn't sure if it was real or not. So I guess I, it I'm is. telling you, I just, I, I, I'm pretty sure this person is donated to all uh, all this charity stuff. But I'm telling you, what a what a waste! Again, what chaval, you know. How many female? How many families? How many yeshivot? So, so I understand the person that has money that wants to do that, and it makes sense. Some people that are wealthy, I know they do these things that make sense in their mind. They're wealthy and they're well to do. But what I'm talking about is more average, regular, you know, young people. That to me, it's like they how in the world in those tiny, you know, short amounts of time are they spending such? And they're just not putting pressure, but they're making it sound like they just bought a bottle of milk. It's you know I'm telling you this and is. Let's also realize there there could, could just be an illness. By the way, can we recognize that it's an illness? But there's but there's so many. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I would I would agree with you. If there's one or two. I'm thinking of ten, eleven. I I want I want to fifty. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell something. Mm-hmm. Go I, ahead. I want to say something about this. This is something that's really. Uh, our society sickness it's it's the pressure around us buy 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 it was a sell this is was in a sell why not you look at your closet uh, dear mrs uh, and how many how many things how many clothing you have it what do you purchase it by sell and i look at you know my closet i call my my, my wife everything like it was it's, it was a sell it's a bargain just buy buy our society uh, especially in america it's the, the the business world working on on the purchasing, you know, because I purchase from the store. The on, on the the store owner make money is spent on the other stuff. This is how the cycle of the imperialistic society, and we as a Jewish society failing on this uh, path. You know, you cannot avoid it. You cannot. So very but difficult. our lifestyle costs a ton of money to begin with. Shabbos, Yom children. I mean, it's a ton of money to begin with. That I understand. That alone is a lot to understand. Exactly, but you, you. It seems like you're a very cautious person. So this is like person. the next level. Like everyone's like, what's what's the big deal? You're a very yeah, cautious I'd like person. I want you to know that I agree with you. That it has gotten to the next that it has level. Very bad. Yes. So yep. you're saying that that, I, that this is a normal thought that I'm having now because I'm shopping so much and I feel like it's a lot. It's just a lot, a lot. What's the big deal? And you know, when you have all these and people sh- around, that's right. So the simple concept is just look at yourself. Don't look big term, mm-hmm. long term. 
They might have people supporting them. They might have husbands sleeping away for, for almost a whole week making a lot of money. There might be some shtickloch going on. Let's not assume what's going on by the others. But yes, I will validate that this generation, the spending is off the charts. As Rav Nissan said, the Pesach, the Sukkot, the trips where people are going are on a crazy level. And somehow there is that. I don't know how. I know where my budget is, and I know that people do a lot more, and I don't know, but I've stopped looking at them, and I'm focusing more on what I can do. So the goal is when you have more healthy, balanced people speaking up, that's where we start noticing that stuff. That's our awareness about it. Yes. Thank and you we, so much. We and talk about a lot on this radio. Yes. And let's go back to that boy of this, and let's see what's going on with him. Okay. So, Mr. D, Mr. D, you're on with us. Hello, Mr. D. Mr. D. Hello. Hello, yeah. yes. I did the stuff. Good. How do you feel? First, how many numbers did you write of the stuff that's on your head? Seven. Seven. Good. How many positive stuff did you write? Three. Three. Good. How do you feel after you wrote the seven? Do you feel it's a little bit easier off you, like it's it's out of your mind? No. No? No. All right. So then what I'd ask you to do is write three or four more stuff. Think about little stuff that's still bothering you. Anything? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Definitely. We want to, I'll tell you what, we're going to go to the next caller. I want you to write even little stuff down until you feel like your mind is calmer. Okay. So it could even be little stuff that you woke up late. Could be that maybe you didn't learn so well. Could be little stuff. You own the credit card. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay. And we're going to just go to the next caller, and then we're going to come right back to you. Okay, we'll go to uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. R. And Mrs. Oh, one R. Second, one second. Yes, Mrs. R. Hello? Yes, hello. Yeah, hi. Um, first, I want to say um, I'm calling as an educated consumer. I just he- heard about your line two weeks ago. I started to hear it, and <laughs> I want to say I'm like you, that all my... Thoughts are coming in the whole time, like what I want to say for all the people. Like it's, yes. it's uh, like whatever. When I decided to call, I also was like, what am I? I have so much to say. I can't organize my thoughts. That's basically my question. Yes. It comes to it now before Yantav. I have to make a Yantav and everything. And I'm like, what am I doing first? What am I doing next? I made a list and it still doesn't. I see myself doing too much things at once. Yes. What what can I do, like, to, uh, not a how-to, I know, but, I mean, I mean to say, like, if I make a list and the list Let still doesn't go. work. When you make a list, you're never going to do the full list. That's the point of a list. 
Blitz is meant yeah. to keep you focused. And you I know. Go. I come into a room, a room and, and I'm like, no, the bed is not made. I can't now go back in the kitchen and finish the kitchen. I mean, That's why you do a list. Yes, that's exactly why you make a list. But I can't stick to a list. That's what I'm asking. That's it's a, a good awareness for everyone because I hear it from my friends way. also. That's, that's where therapists come in, where we work with you and we help identify what's happening that you can't stick to the list. And then we work on different exercises that will remind you, stick to your list. That's uh, I had this already, and, and, and I, I had a hard past, and, and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you I'm an educated consumer, and I'm up to a level now that Great. this then is not the issue anymore. Help. I just have then my mind always flowing. More help. So that is a how-to question, and I'm not able to answer that. Uh-huh. That yeah. is uh, okay. How do then, I stick to a list? If your question is why is it important to have a list, that's an awareness question. You're asking how do I stick stick to a list? That's mm -hmm. how to. So you realize it's a how to question. Yeah. Now uh, about what this other person said about the money, um, yeah. about credit cards. Um, I don't have a credit card. I only live on cash, and I feel like it's the most. Uh, first I was upset I wanted to have a credit card but now I'm like you know imagine another thing to pay now like people think people that have credit cards and pay like can buy themselves stuff and then they have like money and uh, I had already that I thought someone is well, uh, very wealthy whatever and I found out that they have a lot of hoivas so not always like yeah. I want to like bring to the awareness what this lady said that like there's a saying, um, Yenem's Gruz is not uh, yes, yes, more green. Yes, the is greener on the other side, yes. Yeah, because living with a budget and a limit is always like, it's a manich sanefesh, forget it. You're not going to have the most beautiful uh, China dishes and whatever by Shabbos dish, but you're still sitting with a manich sanefesh. It's, it's, it's something about it. So people that think that credit cards is like, um, you know, people have money or whatever, it's not always that. Thank I can you. About Thank it you for this awareness. It is so important. I appreciate that. Thank I, you. I want to add something. Yeah. If you stick on this uh, level, so you already can start sticking on your list. Beautiful. Wow. Nice, wow. Nissen. Go ahead. Say it again. Because it, it, it seems like you're very, very on ground, and you know that exactly what you want. That you can, you can just. This is basically the first step. If you would talk to me five years ago, you wouldn't say okay. that. So thanks no, for the compliment. I tell Hashem. you, I'm educated consumer. No, so. no, Baruch Hashem. So this is you work on yourself, and now we keep keep running on the list, and you make priority. It's, everybody makes his own list. Yeah, and that's def what I said. A budget. I'm 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 so. able to hold the budget. Like I feel like a. I'm taking care of it very good. I only have a problem with a list. So I that's think a, it's just my mind flying all over. That's my nature. Like make, I always make, have a, make some stars on your list and priority. For make it one, two, three. And exactly like the budget, you work on this and you kept, you're doing very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for the, for the um, Awareness idea that you gave yeah. me. It's a real, real help, and I want to thank you for the line. I only found out about it about two weeks ago, wow. and I started hearing it like I'm addicted. Sometimes my husband comes in like, you're on the phone? No, I'm just hearing with my like it's Wow, thank like you. I keep hearing thank it. It's it amazing, it's amazing. Should I say, I'm give you everything you need, and it's coming a year. It should come a year of everything everyone needs. And, and what should I say? Pain was enough. Yes, <laughs> the extra yes, come already. Yes, 
Yeah, I think cholesterol was already so with more than enough pain. Yeah. Yes, it's time for us to now have the geula. Thank yeah. you, always, Davin. And Merit Hashem will be a schus. Yeah, one one more thing, a small thing. Um, I'm telling you, this is like how my mind goes. I heard about a woman that was telling, uh, was asking about, or a woman or a man, I don't remember, that they had a father that passed away and they never felt like that till a lot of years later. Yeah. Um, I just had that. It was my mother's Utah, and it was yeah. the first time I was down and like, I started having like a little bit of my issues that I used to have. I found it by myself, like I learned to connect to my emotions, <laughs> that it's because I went like high on the hill, the fall was bigger, like because I'm higher now. Yeah. Like I said, I'm an educated consumer. That's why it went more down. Yeah. yeah. So I want to give this awareness to whoever it was that that is very normal. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. I yeah, give you so let's go back. Uh, good, good Thank you for listening and thank you for your compliments. And let's go back to Mr. D. Let's see if he's feeling a little calmer. Mr. D, how you doing? Yeah. I'm feeling calmer. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm feeling calmer. Hello. Yeah, I'm feeling calmer. Okay, great. Tell me, what what happened that you felt calmer? I want to make sure it's really calmer. What did you do? I wrote down all the stuff that I wrote down on my head. And what happened after you wrote even the little stuff? I felt more calm. Good. Now, what do you think would happen if you'd be in bed and you'd be able to get it out of your mind? What? Some... Uh, seems like the phone. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Do you hear the question of Rabbi uh, Mordechai? Hello. Yes, I'm on again. Oh, somehow. Hello. Yeah. Great. So somehow. So let's go right back. What What happened once you got all those stuff out? I don't know. So let's understand what happened. What happened? You had something in your mind, and because you didn't get it all out, it sits there and it buzzes in your mind. Once you write it down, it gets out of your mind, and now it's on paper and you can calm down. And there are many children, adults, that when we go to sleep, the stuff in the middle of the day, if we don't get it out, it just buzzes in our head that we can't fall asleep. So I want to ask, do you remember, let's say you told me you wrote down seven things, but your mind still didn't feel calmer. How many more things did you write down? One negative? Yeah. Six. Six. So you wrote six more things. Yeah. And once you wrote that six more things, so now you had seven and six is 13. Once you had 13 negative stuff, what happened then? Feel the drop calmer. That's right. And then what helped you feel even calmer when you started writing the positive stuff? A little. Good. So now what I would recommend you do is still see if there are three, four, or five more little stuff in the day or things that you're worried about and still write those down. And once it's out of your mind, you feel calmer. 
Also, a suggestion is that someone sent me a message saying that what they tell their kids are just laying in bed, even if you're not sleeping, it still recharges your mind. So it helps that pressure of, oh, yeah, I have to sleep, I have to sleep. No, you don't. You could even be up with your eyes closed and just stay in bed and your body still recharges. And just knowing that you don't actually have to sleep sometimes helps, the, helps someone not to have that big pressure. So I won't try it, but it didn't help because I was very tired the next day. But if you do it a couple of times, you'll find out. But I still would like to go with my suggestion about writing things out before you go to sleep. Ten minutes before you go to sleep, just write down every little thing there that's a negative. And for you, maybe you'll have 15 or maybe even 20 things. But then try to find also at least half that amount of positives. So if you have 20 negatives or little worries or concerns, see if you can find 10 little positives or 10 stuff that you enjoyed or 10 points that you can smile about. Okay. Okay? Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for being so brave. Thank you. Sure, Revenison. Who do we go to next? We go to Mrs. J. Mrs. J, you're on with yeah. Mordechai and her of Nissen on jrootradio.com. Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for your book. It's really interesting. I read thank it. you. And also, I have a question. I have, like, a sibling. I, he has, like, a fire personality. Like, I'm yeah. not sure if he has, like, a personality throughout but, like, when he wants something, like, he, like, has to get it in the house. And then, like, he... How old is right he? There. He's, like, a teenager. Well, that's normal for teenagers. No, but, like, he'll, like, bother us until, like, because he didn't get it, he'll, like, hurt us. He won't hurt us. He'll, like, get very, like, upset and, like, he'll, like, abuse, like, us because of it. Like, like how, as a sibling, like, how should I, like, react? Well, again, this is very, very normal. This is normal for teenagers. Now, I'm going to ask you, how does your parents deal with it? They just give him everything he wants, and I don't think that's like That's that. right. So what's going on is there's a family dynamic involved. So now you're asking, it's a bit more of a complicated question. How do you, as a sibling, deal with a teenager that the parents might not be dealing with it. That's very complicated. Well, like, they don't. First, like, they're very, like, strict. Like, hey, no, we're not, you're not, you're not. Then I can't explain you. Like, he'll go, like, he'll be up at 2 in the morning because he wants it. And then right. he'll be deaf. Like, That's right. So your question is a bit more complicated. What we could create is the awareness of that it's very frustrating to be in a house where if the parents are enabling or allowing a child or a teenager and where the parents aren't being the parental role, it's very frustrating to all the siblings involved. Uh, no, they I... usually they do. They're like yeah. with mm-hmm. us, like they're on our side. Like they know that they shouldn't, but they... We know that, like... but they're not able to. That's right. So we're creating awareness from this. So what did you want to share? I, I, I just want to, you know, sometimes... Uh... As as a, as a parent, and the, the kids can see in a different eye, uh, you know the level of the of the of the you know sometimes kids can say okay no no oh they treat uh, uh, this this brother or this sister better than the other one, 
and it's also it's very uh, uh, subjective uh, a point of view. Many times, the par- as a parent, you can see that these kids need a different approach, and the brother and the sister are basically upset about it. Why you don't do the job? This is also a possibility. even discuss that a minute. I appreciate that. Well, so let's go ahead and take the concept that Reb Nissen just said. Teenagers have a very black and white way of looking at life. So for an example, in almost every family member, when you have the five, six-year-olds and you're giving in to them because you're allowing them to be five and six, sometimes they even cry when they don't want to go to sleep, and now that 14-year-old teenage boy or that 16-year-old teenage girl is going, Mommy, Tati, why are you being so easy on them? They, they shouldn't be crying. They're six, seven years old. And you're going, no, this is appropriate. And when you're at that age, you do the same thing. And sometimes they'll even be upset. That's not my question. I, like, I'm trying to ask, like, let's say, like, right now he wants something. Like, he really, like, and he'll, he'll, he's like, he'll bother us because my parents aren't giving it to him. So, like, what should I do? Like, I don't care. Very like, simple. I'm happy. Speak to mommy and talk to you about it. Over and over, just speak to mommy and Tati. That's no, mommy. Like, that's like abusing my like. I can't explain. He'll okay. do stuff to my parents also. Like he, he's very. Well, then it sounds like I would tell you it sounds like your question isn't just a simple awareness, right? You're asking me how to, and we can only create an awareness. So, what awareness would you want to create? You're asking me for solutions. I can't do solutions. Like, what should I do? Like, that's, what, that's, how, what should I do with I, a I solution? A... Create an awareness. Awareness means just a discussion. A discussion? Like yeah. You're asking what do you do? That's not possible on the phone line. No. No. That's one-on-one. Like, so I should just, okay. Yeah. So thank you for calling, and unfortunately, we're, I'm just not able to answer your question. It's just not the right, yeah, it's not the right medium to address this question. It's more one-on-one and hearing what's going on, getting a full history, maybe even speaking to your parents, having you speak to your parents, discuss it with them. You know, that will be a short answer I can probably give you. Go over like to your parents. No, already. Like that's what, okay, then that's it. You see, there we go. We're already stuck with why not. So this is more on a different medium. So now you need more one-on-one. Getting the full okay. history, getting what's going on, maybe having that person call up your parents, come down with you and your parents to work it out. It's a more a one-on-one question now. Okay, Ravnison, who are we going to next? Okay, thank you. You're thank you. so Sanatoba. welcome, and thank you for being so and brave, for bra- calling bo- up. Thank bo- 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 yeah, bracha v'hatzlacha. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, we'll go to, <coughs> I think that the Mrs. P, the, uh, I would say Great, that. so we're going to go now to our last caller, Mrs. P, for this year, uh, for jgrtradio.com. Wow. So let's it go ahead. Sounds so strange. Hello. Yes, hello. hello. Yeah, first of all, I wanted to thank you for your amazing line. I'm not listening that long, but I'm, I'm hooked, hooked on to it. It's amazing to, to see what you do. Um, I just wanted to give a Thank little you. awareness to that boy that asked yes. about to sleep. So yes. I used to be that way. I had all the, my, I would call it daggers, I don't know how to call it, but like on yeah. my head, especially like a Thursday night or before Yom Tif, little things that I had to do the next day would mamish keep me up. 
I started writing down on the paper. Mamish, every night before I go to sleep, every little detail. Sweep the floor, fold the laundry, um, call the doctor, any little thing, and it mamish, mamish helped me. That's right. So getting it off your mind and getting it onto every a pen little and detail, paper. Every, every little detail even. even sounds silly to write it down, but that's what I really Thank you. Have. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. That is so, so important to do something like that. Thank you. Thank you for making this program another amazing year, Baruch Hashem, and reaching so many people. And I doubt that this should help us to have a, a great, fantastic year of health, wealth, especially Nachas from the children, Amen. and for Bayufan Einakloch, Baruch Hashem. Amen. And we should have Zoycha to have still Gulashlema to still come before. Rosh Hashanah, we can all, we'll, we'll take him, just come. Yes, just come, with the, whatever, you know. And Bezal yeah. Hashem, this next year will be Tishnat Am Chacham. Amen. smart nation. Yeah. Close to the Kadosh Baruch Thank you. Thank you, Thank Mordechai, you. and all, best, all the best. I got yeah. the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Laila Tov. Good night.